2: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from March the 10th, 1990. Doc is sitting over there in Wild Kingdom in case you hear dogs barking. I'm sitting here. Harper's not here. It's not a long story. The man couldn't make it, uh, got stuck at the shoot job kind of late, and there was no way he said he could do it tomorrow or the day after. And once you start getting a day or two past it, Let's just say it's not going to happen. So I'm sitting here with Doc. You know, all of y'all are Docaholics anyway, so I'm sure that'll make most of you happy out there. Doc, how you doing, man?
3: Whose ass do I have to eat to get a day off?
2: I don't even know how to respond to that.
3: I know. Hey, man, I'm doing good. I'm willing to pick up the slack. You know, that's all those people out there that hate me don't understand that if there is no me right now, there is no show. Because Mike's not going to get on here. They do this by himself. And the B Team Goon Squad is not a viable option.
2: Hmm. <laughs> All right. Getting things started early as usual. Hey man, I just want to say something
3: real quick. Um so I know you're gonna get your panties up in a wide. This isn't political. And I just want to say I don't care. I think that you can I think billionaires can go play in space. And be taxed more, both at the same time, to contribute to the greater good. So this isn't political. You're, are you good so far?
2: Let me see where it goes.
3: Okay, but I, I think space exploration and science is important. And I also think, like, responsible billionaires helping out with, like, big causes. Like, if one of these assholes could, like, help fund curing cancer, that'd be pretty awesome, right?
2: I would think so, yes. Okay. I you love can, how you, you said can, one of these see, one of can, these assholes.
3: Right. You well, you can chew gum and walk at the same time. But what I want to know is what part of this recent Jeff Bezos going to space did the BTT face group have with this? Do we have a space and aeronautics division? Cuz that motherfucker went to space in a dick, dude. <laughs> That shit looks like the blueprint prototype came out of Steven Javorski's sketch pad.
2: <laughs> oh. Is
3: Javorski the chief engineer? They come out of the press conference question. and Bezos and his brother are all grinning. And behind the podium, Javorsky's back there beating off real fast.
2: Dude, you want told... to space in a dick? I told you... You asked me about it earlier today and I told you I was looking at this app on my phone that that has like news clips and I hadn't been on social all day or you you have fallen
3: down in a hole.
2: Yeah, I've just I've done this before, but man, it's like now it's just I love my life not going on social media. But um, and I've just been busy work, family, you know, all the stuff we we deal with. But I clicked on this app, and I see the the picture of it, and I thought I was I I thought it either had been hacked or it was a rib. Like, wait, what? That there's no way that thing looks like that. So then I clicked on it, and I immediately thought to that say thing them. looks like a dildo. Like it looks like they took a, you know a a dildo and that was the prototype and then they made the real thing and you know made it 100 feet tall
3: look i ain't mad at space exploration and scientific discovery and i guess if i was that rich and i was gonna go to space i might go there on a dick too i don't know
2: what if that was the ultimate rib like what if that's what they intended
3: (laughs) man you say you were in wrestling too long and it ruined you i've been around wrestlers too long i was like this ain't on the up on some level this shit ain't on the up and up. And I ain't mean like he faked it and didn't go to space. I mean where's the rib?
2: I thought the same thing when I saw it. I again, I thought there's no way that's it. And I clicked on it and read a little bit. And I just kept looking at it and I was like, that thing looks like a dildo. A and big, that's all I kept
3: robbing dick.
2: <laughs> you know?
3: Sasha Boy. was watching it with you, and she's like, all of a sudden, I'm in the mood, minutes. Let's go to bed. Oh, God. Hey, I, so it, um, on another note, uh, I don't know if I, I, we talked about this, too. This is the go-home show, brother.
2: What do you mean the go-home show?
3: For Wildcat.
2: Oh, I was like, <laughs> we already did the go-home show for Russell War a couple weeks back. It is the go-home show for Wildcat on July 31st in Metairie, Louisiana at Grace King High School. The auditorium, the gym, whatever it's called, as Hopper always never wants to tell us. So, yeah, uh, 6 not, p.m. doors okay. open.
3: So, so let me say this. I am like Smoky Mountain. If I tell you there's going to be a surprise, you can put that in the bank. I, can, I am not at liberty to divulge this surprise at this moment, but I think there's a surprise that's going to make y'all want to get there.
2: Who have you been talking to? Because I have no idea what you're talking I got, about.
3: I, dude, I'm an industry insider. Okay.
2: okay. Chris here, Launcher is going to love that one.
3: <laughs> now, here's the thing. I, I, I've been working real hard to try to free up my schedule to get down there. But I think it's time because I don't want anybody to come expecting to see me to let y'all know that I'm not going to be able to make it. Um, But I'm going to tell you the reason why. And if you still choose to shit on me afterwards, then that that says more about you than me. Right. So, my little pink neck son plays on a soccer team where he's the only pink neck. And this is important to the story. And so, he plays on an all-Hispanic team. And he plays in a pretty much all-Hispanic league. And they don't release schedules. Like, I don't know what time he's going to play this weekend. It's Wednesday. I don't know what... It's going to be sometime on Sunday, but he's played as early as 9 a.m. and as late as 7.30 p.m. And I don't know when I'm going to find... It could be Saturday when I find this shit out. But I have never, in six years of him playing soccer, missed a game. And so I, I wanted to try to find out if what time our game was a week in advance. It's not possible, and I'm not going to miss this game. Even if I would like to come watch some wrestling, uh, fellowship with the BTT Army, uh, let y'all buy me drinks, and uh, generally just see what kind of trouble we could get into down in New Orleans because it's one of my favorite cities. Uh, but I have I have fatherly responsibilities. I earn Father of the Year every day, not just on Father's Day. And that's a shoot. Do you feel like that's a shoot, Mike?
2: Uh, It sounds like you're putting yourself over as usual, but, you know, what's new? I mean, that's what you do.
3: Hey, if you don't put yourself over, who's gonna? You gotta grab that brass ring, pal. Okay. And remember that that the show will be occurring at a public school. This is not at the bar, the strip club. New Orleans is open all night. You can wait till the wrestling's over to... Do whatever it is you plan to do.
2: He did post where the after party was supposed Uh-oh, to be. Uh oh.
3: Do we know do we have any word on that? Is it she Uh
2: hold on. Let me check my phone because Harper sent me a text message. It is not Shishi's. It is It is what is the name of this damn Godforsaken place? Um
3: Uh-oh. That must so mean that see. it's not. It's not one of your people's spots, so you don't know what it is.
2: It's well, you're gonna love this. It's first off, it's a. I don't think I've ever been there, but I know where it's at. It is called C, as in the letter C. Beavers.
3: <laughs> Good God! Why don't we just name it Cunts?
2: <laughs> C Beavers. You must be Jesus eighteen years older Christ. older to enter. That is the official after party. It is a. If this is the place, I'm thinking it is. Like I said, I've never been there. It's in Metairie. It is. It is a hole in the wall. So do with that information what you will. Well, you but you know what a hole, a hole you have a,
3: Some glory hole action there. Um, are you going to be okay partying in
2: Metairie? I'll be fine. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll be fine. Oh, look, now, that's cause... where the official after party is. That doesn't mean. It doesn't mean the BTT click or army has to go there. That's just where the official one is. Okay. Um. Here's the thing. And I've heard, like, Phil and Armando say this. Uh, they actually, through email. So, there, you know, that's in Metairie where this after party is. This sh-
3: They want to get downtown, huh?
2: Yeah. So, like, that's the thing, you know, if everybody's like, okay. well, I'd rather go there's downtown. One, well, hey. That's not
3: the quality assistant out of Metairie that they require, I would imagine. Yeah, I
2: mean, I don't know what they're going to find in C. Beaver's. (laughs) Well. Oh, boy. But anyway. C.
3: Beaver's. That's real classy
2: let me give a special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly disrespectfully classy marky e. blassy mike Childry, joe ice thank you for your generous patronage each and every month and then a couple of new patrons and folks who finally made the move from podbean yes there are some of you who are still on podbean uh, our old patron service uh, thanks for making the move if you did but let me mention these new names which consist of new and patrons who moved over Kyle Olsen, David Massey, and Derek Rydings, thank you for signing up or moving over to Patreon. Enjoy all that extra Patreon content. Within the last few weeks, we've had the Clash of Champions, the latest one. We've had WrestleWar90. And actually, I think my personal favorite, to be frank, is... The Briscoes match that we talked about and covered, I thought that was a lot of fun because it was a little bit different than what we've been doing with the clashes and pay-per-views and the dark side of the rings and the biography shows. We have done a ton of Patreon content in the last two months. If I'm going to be honest, it's uh, yeah, it's adding up. So anyway, thanks for signing up. You can get that all there on Patreon. If you haven't signed up, it's tinyurl.com/patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com/patreonbtt. Doc, what do you have before we get into the latest episode of Saturday Night?
3: I don't think I have anything, man. I, I, I think we are locked and loaded and ready f- to cover Wrestle War '90, just like it says on the screen here.
2: Wrestle War '90. Yeah. Um. So we're covering, like I said, March tenth, nineteen ninety, and WA Saturday Night, like Doc just said. There's a graphic for WrestleWar War 90 from Greensboro, North Carolina. They uh, show the finish of Luger and Flair and what happened to Sting and the horsemen and how Luger ended up losing by count out. So we get that recap again. Uh, the show then opens from Altoona, Pennsylvania. I think that's how you say it. And the I don't know, Doc, uh, am I saying this right? The the Jaffa Mosque, which seats 3200 uh, people.
3: Uh, praise be to Allah.
2: OK. Uh, I think uh, this
3: is actually. I did some looking. This okay. is actually a well-known building in the in the region, and is run by the Shriners.
2: Yes, I was going to mention the same thing. I looked that up as well, and it they call it the Jaffa Shrine as well.
3: Yes, yes. So if you're Islamophobic out there, don't worry. There's multiple use here.
2: <laughs> you are an asshole. God. Oh God. I'm sure my oh, email inbox hey, hey, will light up. On let
3: me that tell one. you something. I'd much rather watch it wrestling in this mosque than the same arena every basketball arena every week on Monday or Wednesday or Thursday or Tuesday nights.
2: Oh, where it's cookie cutter. I, I know exactly what you mean. Just no matter what arena I, they're at,
3: I don't give a shit if it's the Satanist club. You get some of these buildings with character and some something visually appealing. It, it's it gives it some some flavor, as your people yeah. might say.
2: Don't get me wrong. I mean it's made a difference if you've watched any, any, I haven't watched all or most, but if you've turned on raw or SmackDown recently and with them being in these, you know, buildings with live fans, it certainly makes a difference. The The biggest gripe we always have is it's cookie cutter. They, they dress them all up the same ways. And we never see the uniqueness of each arena when we're, you know, when we would watch those shows. So that's, that's where that's all coming from. But onto the show, Corny and Jr. open the show uh, tell us we're going to see the Midnight Express versus Z-Man and Pillman today. And then JR throws to a replay of the Freebirds versus the Rock and Roll Express from la- last week when the Rock and Roll won. But then they got beat down afterwards. Uh, Doc, let me throw to you. Do you have anything? Uh, I know you hate replays, so the answer is probably no. But what do you have, if anything?
3: Uh, I hate replays. Of course. Now, in the open, did you hear... Or maybe coming up still. Man, he got him good on the mat there. Um, we're going to have Gary Michael Capetta on ring announcing duties here.
2: So I didn't make the note um, of them saying that in the opening.
3: Yeah. Let's throw but it down to seen... Gary Michael Capetta, I guess. I, I got his – is he the one that wrote the book? I have that book somewhere.
2: We've seen Rhubarb and the other guy many a times on Look Saturday at that night. that
3: shirt that Morton's got
2: uh, what did you have from this promo? I don't have any major notes from it. I thought it was meat and potatoes, but
3: meat and potatoes I... is decent. Um, just look at look at Gibson's jacket. It's got part bandana, those little sparkly things. The lapel is different than the jacket. The jacket is looks like Robert E. Lee.
2: The he's got a band. Okay, so it's actually his it's, jacket it's hard that he to has. That's the jacket from Smokey.
3: Oh, definitely. 100%.
2: But they are dressed interestingly. And um, I don't know. I just maybe never paid attention to Smokey. He's got sequins. That's sequins coming down the side sleeve. Gibson. And uh, that's a bandana stitched into the jacket. It's very... It's something. And if you've got... uh, Speaking of things
3: that are old... I just saw something that will blow my mind. It blew my mind. It will probably blow yours even. And I think it's going to make a lot of people sad out in the, in the audience. What's that? Well, today's the anniversary of appetite for destruction by guns and roses coming out. The day we're recording this July 21st.
2: So that's what? 33 years, 30, 34, 34 years. Jesus. That God, that came out that? Yes. So That came out in 87?
3: Yes. I knew that, but 34 years old.
2: Jesus Lord.
3: You trust this album to actually make financial decisions and shit. It's finally old enough that you don't look at it like a stupid shithead kid. Time is getting away from us, Mike. We're going to die soon.
2: We talk about this all the time. It's it's just amazing time is, how...
3: Time is moving faster than it used to, and this is some bullshit. <laughs>
2: God, I can't believe that came out thirty four years ago. I've always told you, man. I, I put over that album a lot. Everybody
3: you know? does. Who doesn't like it?
2: I don't. I don't know. That is a, a hell of an I album. I wore out album. three
3: cassettes of that shit. It just the, the the ink wore off, and then it stopped working.
2: I think I've still got no. the cassette to that. I just don't have a way to play it.
3: Oh, I still have a cassette player.
2: Yeah, I still I still got it. Yeah, man, thirty—that's thirty-four years old. Holy crap! Remember that time I texted you when um, Axel was on Axis TV, yeah. and he, and and I was like, "Good God, look at him!" And wow, he sounds different. <laughs> that was a few years ago, but anyway,
3: uh, well, that's okay. That's what happens when you have fat squeezing out your vocal cords.
2: We go to the first match on this show. The Rock and Roll Express did cut that promo. Like I said, it was pretty much meat hey, and hey, potatoes. Hey,
3: hey. In six months, Axel Rose will be 60 years old. So lay off the man.
2: Wow. Senior citizen.
3: <laughs> I got to stop, Where I'm going to go do the. Put down <laughs> the headphones and go do the Von Eric thing.
2: Stop it. Uh, meat and potatoes uh, on that promo. They're talking about how they can, they can walk down Bad Street and they won't fear anything. They were talking about the Freebirds in their promo. We then go to the first match. It is the Rock and Roll Express versus Joe Kazana and Rick Fargo. Uh, I tell you what, man, I could not believe how long this match went. Uh, for the rock and roll versus these two. They went 10 minutes. And that's not a shot against Kazana and Rick Fargo. It's just that they went like 20 minutes against the Midnight in a hell of a match at the pay-per-view. And here they are against two enhancement talent going 10. I just felt weird. And again, we're older now, so we're probably overanalyzing it. But anyway, Doc, your thoughts on this?
3: Yes, but did you hear the pop they got? Yes. In Altoona, Pennsylvania. Yes. I'm not going to lie. That that, that surprised me a lot. Like, if (laughs) we were in Dorton Arena, okay, fine. I get it. We're back in those smoky towns. I get it. Man, they had a hell of a pop there.
2: I didn't try to find the attendance from this. This building, I believe, holds 3,200 folks. Okay. So I didn't look up the attendance, but it does. I mean... It's well lit, and at least the floor and the you know the rising stands they look full from what's lit. Um, you know, it, it's not empty in there by any means. So I don't know how many were in there of the thirty-two hundred seats, but it looks and sounds you know at least halfway. I would think. No, but,
3: no, it was an active crowd for sure. Yeah,
2: they um, were um they were into it.
3: Big pop that far up north got me. Um, also. Uh, I kind of wish our little buddy was here, um, as if you will notice, we have a ring apron that is branded.
2: (laughs) It's only fitting that he's not here when we have a ring apron that's branded. He's going to come in
3: hot next week with, like, they never have shit on the fucking ring apron.
2: (laughs) And then we're going to have to tell him. Harper. not only did they have the NWA on the ring apron, they had ruse on all four posts. They had ruse. ruse. Like you, you can see one of the entrances over there. They have a ruse banner above the entrance.
3: You know what I, he'd say? What's whatever, bro. Whatever. That's
2: right. Yeah, he whatever. Even though he's been complaining about it.
3: <laughs> right. The superstar.
2: What else you got uh, from this one?
3: I need some. God, you're at 739, and my time stamp is for 1228 to give you some idea of this match length. Corny says something funny. I don't remember what it was, but he's funny, so let's hear it. All
2: right, so I'm at 1224. Let me hit play and see what what he says.
4: We'll talk more about that in the hour.
0: FIU Arena, what would that stand for? I got the first one and the last one. I'm just wondering about the middle one. Florida International University. Oh, heck, I was wrong on all three. Robert
3: Gibson certainly lessening the mobility.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's a goofball. He's a goofball. That was
3: great. That was clever.
2: He's a goofball. Um, it's funny because Jim Ross sometimes will no sell it. And other times he, he's, you know, plays the straight man. Like he should, like he, you know, like he should, but corny. Um, I
3: got all three. I was wrong on all three.
2: <laughs> you know, for somebody who's miserable, he sure just, just pop, he pops off at the mouth on these clashes and pay-per-views and on commentary and just comes up with stuff pretty much each episode, sometimes multiple episodes. That the clash that Crockett sat in for that you criticized him for.
3: I, I did nobody nobody Cornette, listened to that. So Cornette
2: was was ridiculous on that one as far as his commentary. Making fun of the Mexican people, the Border Patrol. There was too many Mexicans in the building because the border control was letting them in or I mean there was it was all kind of stuff he was just going off on. But we'll keep moving. Anything else from the rock and roll here, Doc?
3: No, I was surprised that it went this long as well. But, I mean, it is what it is.
2: It was lengthy, man. I, I was really shocked. But double drop kick to Kazana. And, of course, rock and roll pick up the win. Uh, after the after that, we go to a bunch of commercials. I will be honest. I've got to the point where, and I probably shouldn't have done this. I've been... Pretty much skimming through them because we've seen, I feel, most of them. Uh, even though, again, like I said, we stumbled upon that chiropractor deal a few weeks back. Uh, what did, did you have anything from the commercials? Did you make any note of any of them in particular?
3: I've been skimming through them since the very first week, pal.
2: Have you really? Well, there's so many, there's so many replays. I mean, you got like they show Lord of the Flies here twice back to back. I mean, we've seen Alka-Seltzer, you know. Goody's. Hey, Lord of the
3: Flies was a lot cooler when I was closer to that age. Now it's like somebody needs to get a hold of these little kids and thump them on top of the head.
2: That's nice, Doc. Okay.
3: I mean, I read it in, what, freshman English or whatever, and it was like, oh, that's great. These kids, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, now, fucking brats. <laughs>
2: So, after the commercials, we go to a replay, and it's a clip of Cactus Jack who attacks Norman from last week's show. And then Rotunda came out to help Norman out. I got nothing. Captain Mike. Captain Mike. Just wait. Like I told you, this is going to develop even more.
3: Just like a good herpes infection. (laughs)
2: That's right. It just spreads, it's
3: going to (laughs) fester and spread.
2: Continuing right along, we go to Kevin Sullivan and Cactus Jack in tag team action versus Larry Santo and David Baker. Uh, Sullivan and Cactus are going to win, but I think, unless my memory is not right and we've heard this before and I've brought it up and I just don't remember, I think this may have been the first time that Cornette called uh, these guys Sullivan's slaughterhouse. But I don't know. I'm now I'm doubting myself. Maybe we heard it earlier or maybe we've talked about it before and that's what it is. But I think this is the first time he actually formally says it. What did you have from this?
3: Uh, Once again, just a deep, deep shame that we had such a great segment from buzz last week. And now it's just, it's there's, there's nothing there.
2: Speaking of buzz Sawyer, Lance Uh-oh. and I just did a world-class show where, you know, Buzz, is, Buzz has come into world-class in 86, where we're at. And he works a match in the sportatorium against Kevin. And those two stiff bastards beat the piss out of each other. I mean, I'm sure you can imagine those two. Buzz is busted open. Kevin's as stiff as they come. Uh, it's wild ass. It's a brawl. They fight all around the building. I mean... It's just brutal. Um, it never ends. Bronco Lubich is ringing the bell, double DQ. They fight into the rain, They fight out. They come back in. They go out. It's a brawl, but it's what you could imagine. Uh, for those who don't, you know, if you don't know by now, obviously, those that's on our Patreon feed. But it's it's Buzz, and he's a maniac uh, in, in 86 world class. You know, 86 world class is on the down slope, but I'll tell you what this much. Buzz Sawyer is not. One of the people contributing to the to the downside.
3: You're not a big fan. You're not a big fan of uh Kevin von Eric,
2: are you? No, I I think that that era, he's what he needed to be. But when you watch it when you're older, I just feel like like he likes to say, if you listen to Kevin, he likes to say, you know, it was just a Texas style. I've heard him use that terminology. You know, it was just Texas style. You know, we were just rough. But man, that freaking dude. I mean, you're, you better have your head on a swivel or he'll break your jaw, knock some teeth down your throat. So it's not that I'm not a fan of him. It's just, I get, you know, you hear me use the term reckless. I feel he was reckless. And you can't tell me otherwise. And I know that pisses Von Erich fans off, but I'm just calling it kind of like I see it. He's stiff, bro. He don't pull nothing. And you know what? It worked for back then because when you had a lot of these pansies that wouldn't hit each other, at least when you watched them, it was believable. But, man, he lays it in. And I, I, I shouldn't say he's always right. There were just times where you, you watched some of the stuff he did and you're like, God like he's going to kill this guy. You know, you think about him and um him and Adams with that wooden chair and the cotton bowl. Jesus Christ. So that's all. That's all. Okay. But you know, it was believable as I say all that. <laughs> that hey, that sort of thing. Uh, it sounds like I'm complaining, but when you watch that feud, those guys beat the piss out of each other and that's why we believed it. Talking about the Freebirds and Von Erichs and then Kevin and and Chris Adams just beat the piss out of each other. Anyway. I look at
3: weird things when I'm watching wrestling. The it's uh, these has, This arena has weird lighting. Look at those lights standards, or the it, Yeah,
2: it's got those, and then, like, I don't know how to explain it.
3: Like lanterns hanging from the ceiling. And then the hard side, I like that. It reminds me of Reunion Arena. Reunion Arena in Dallas, you could actually see people walking back on the concourse on the far, hard camera. And so is that perfect wrestling? No but at least it doesn't look like the last arena I was in or the one before that or the one before that.
2: It's called being non cookie cutter. The entrances now have a big old display board or lights and it all looks the same. Stupid. The only way to put it. All right. We keep moving. So Sullivan and Cactus, I mean, they're basically beating the hell out of Santo and David Baker. They're going to win. What do you have from this? If anything, doc,
3: not a lot. Um, just, I don't know. I mean, again, Cactus and Kevin Sullivan. Or Look at him, get back up. He's like, oh, shit, I fell off, and here comes Sullivan. Tree of woe. Um, that was funny. <laughs> I'm just, man. There's a lot here. Is this the move where they're, look, people are standing up. What is Cactus about to do? This yep, is, is no joke.
2: Drops the elbow off the apron. Yeah, people were into this, man. This is a hell of a team, actually, when you think about it. Sullivan and Cactus are... They're a nice match.
3: They are. And Buzz would have been a nice compliment with them.
2: Yeah, because he's a crazy, crazy SOB. Crazy. Um, So, yeah, they win. There you see the pin, Cactus pins. Uh, Is that Baker? Yeah, I think that's Baker. And that's it. After he dropped the elbow on the outside, on the floor... So we then go to a promo, Doc. Let me get to it. This is Sullivan and Cactus after their match. Here it is.
4: It's certainly great to be here, ladies and gentlemen, now to Pennsylvania. Great wrestling fans, and we are proud to be here in this great city. I don't know how proud they are to see you. You run with the strangest people I've ever seen. The only legitimate guy that I've known you'd be around is Mike Rotunda, and now he doesn't even like it. Buzz Sawyer is crazy. This guy can't be right. He's not wait, too... Wait,
1: wait, wait. Excuse me, Jim Ross. <laughs> Take a look, and you'll see that my ears are open, and I hear everything you're saying, and I disagree with just a couple of things. First off, nobody questions Kevin Sullivan's character. He has done everything there is to do in this sport. <laughs> He knows everything about fine wine and good artwork, and he is not to be questioned. Second off, you can question me, but don't you think that because I wear a different pair of moccasins at school that the leather is any cheaper? So what if I want to roll around in hot sand? So what if I don't want to sleep on on a batted bed? All I need is a cement floor to land on, a ring jacket to wear, and I give everything else to Kevin Sullivan. Thank you very much. What we're going to do is Norman, Mike Matunda, the slaughterhouse, is going to carve you up.
4: (laughs) Fans, we'll be back with the Freebirds right after this timeout on TBS.
2: So, I mean, at this point in my life, I still thought Sullivan was insane, and when he says he's going to carve somebody up, I'm not doubting it. And I actually could go for seeing him carve up Norman, but that's just me. Doc, your thoughts?
3: My note was I well, on the upside, Cactus does get better as his career goes on, because I thought that was pretty dumb.
2: Oh, the promo, I oh, him yeah, like yeah. To see him. Yeah, he's still young in his career. He's
3: young, and he hasn't probably cut a lot of promos. He still has that. Um, there's a there's a there's a dash of dude love still in there. That especially that, his...
2: that promo, yeah, especially yeah. that promo. I,
3: I it, love the little nervous laugh he does, though, between words. That's great. But he's still trying to be cool instead of being cactus.
2: I, I didn't even think about the dude love thing until you said it, but that's exactly what you heard there a little bit. Not, not all of it, like you said. Just but a, like... And you
3: wouldn't have known it if you hadn't seen dude love 15 years later. But once you see it going back, you can see it being in there.
2: Yep, that's so true. Any other thought? Like, what did you think of Sullivan uh, with the carving up Norman?
3: It was short. Cactus ate up all the time.
2: (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Any thoughts? Well, you said you're skimming the commercials again. Like I said, uh, I am too. We got Starburst. We got TBS movies. We got Heinz ketchup. I swear we've seen them all before. So let's keep going. We go to the next match after commercials, and we got the Freebirds, Hayes and Garvin uh, versus Paul Drake and William Bell. We've seen plenty of them uh, over the last few months in enhancement matches. How much ass
3: do you think Paul Drake got back home? Because he's a built dude, and he had that late 80s mustache look, and now he's on TV flopping around with the wrestlers. He could go back into the bar and be like, hey, did you see me on TV?
2: Hey, baby, saw me on TV last week. Yeah, you got your ass kicked. Let me eat that ass. <laughs> These two with the you, dancing. You got your man ass.
3: Well, speaking of ass, <laughs> there's something
2: else I dance. can do. And Garvin and Hayes make their way to the ring with the ridiculous dancing. And uh, I'm gonna stop complaining because you say what every every week you go, what is your problem with Michael Hayes? You ask me the you same question. You hate Michael Hayes just
3: week. like you hate Kevin Von Erich.
2: That's not true. So untrue. But, um, oh, oh. these two, <laughs> Every time,
3: I swear to you, and this is not, I ain't even trying to be funny. Every time Garvin starts dancing, I think my, bouncing up and down, I think my computer <laughs> feeds glitching.
2: It's so bad. Look at him. It's
3: <laughs> it looks like it's glitching.
2: It's like it's in a broken loop. All looks right, like
3: peacock. It looks like peacock during the damn pay per view the other night.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, you know, the birds are gonna win here when Garvin hits Bell with the DDT. The, the The result was never in doubt. You got anything from this?
3: Didn't have a single note. Oh, there's Capetta.
2: He was. We saw him a second ago. Um, okay. But anyway, yeah, man, this is a. Uh, I didn't take a timestamp, though, to see how long it went as I'm flying through it and I'm fast-forwarding as we watch it. But as I'm skimming, they go a while as well. (laughs) Shit. I just realized it. Like, damn, they went 10-plus minutes, too.
3: I may or may not have hit the fast-forward button through this.
2: Here's the finish with Garvin. Here it is. DDT. Let's see how good it looks. Come on, Garvin. Hit it.
3: I think it actually looks pretty good. Oh, it glitched.
2: It was. No, it was, that was a, a very nice DDT from him. All right, let's go now to the promo with the Freebirds. After their match and after the win, they were Jim Ross. Here it is.
4: I've always said that the Fabulous Freebirds were an outstanding tag team combination. But for you to come to the ring and say you're the greatest rock and roll band of all time is a little far-fetched, fellas.
1: Let me tell you something, Jim Ross. I don't see any reason why you should be surprised about the Fabulous Freebirds being the- the greatest rock and roll band in the world today daddy let me tell you not only are we wrestling champions but we managed to go down into the studios we go down in there for days and we come out with number one hit singles baby and this is just the beginning in the PS that's right I never heard any of your hit singles Mike not any of them it's it's an underground thing it's just starting but see we are real rock and rollers not invitations like the rock and roll express which is nothing but a poor imitation at what what thank you thank you hold on for you. a minute hey. michael hayes and jimmy garvin hey. yeah hold on for just a minute you know i'm sick and tired just as much as these people are here and you running your mouth down the whole world that you're the greatest tag team in the world but you know when a couple of weeks ago that you rubbed my face in the mat you whipped me with a belt and if you're really from Bad Street, baby, come on down here and we will finish it. Right. Can now. you? Can you believe that, PS? Can you believe that, Jim Ross? You got a lot of nerve. We just got finished wrestling. The top contenders for the World Tag Team Championship. What? Yeah, we just got finished working out. And now they want to wrestle us. They right, don't And I calm got- down now. Face to face, I don't have to look over my back no more. Come on down. You really it. Hey, you can forget it, baby. You are a sorry imitation. We just got through wrestling. We're finished. Bye-bye. We well, sword. i tell you one thing, brother. Where I come from, if you don't come down, we come and get you. Uh-oh, hey. Now, we don't need an altercation. Hey, we got to go. Get some play. We got to go. play. Gotta... Where are you guys going? Where are you... Tell you, Jim Ross, right there, boys, you talk about Bad Street. But when we get through with the Bad Street's going to be closed for repair, baby. All right, Rock and Roll Express and the Freebirds. What is pulling
4: over? And we'll be right back. Don't go away. Some big things are coming up on TBS.
2: I love this, but I want to know what you thought.
3: I loved it, too. I thought it was really well done. It, I thought, oh, you know, three guys who spoke did a good job. It's perfect chicken shit heel stuff. It's there. The rock and roll knows how to, I mean, Morton knows how to bow up for the crowd. I thought it was great.
2: So, a f- couple of things. The first thing, when the Freebirds are still talking and cutting their promo, and you hear the, the crowd. Yes. There's no music, it's just the crowd. You knew something was happening. You hear the screams for the rock and roll. That was the first thing. Mm -hmm. And then they jar back and forth a little, and you know, give the freebirds credit. That you know, the we just wrestled
3: some top contenders,
2: right? You know, so they're being yeah, yeah, you know, we just wrestled top contenders. You know, they're being chicken shits, and uh, we're not coming down there. We we just we just wrestled a match, and. What I like, and I was going to – this is the main thing I want to ask you. Bubba – well, Ricky Morton – and I'm going to get to Bubba Ray in a second. Ricky Morton, you know, he's he gets tired and he says, you know, where I come from, we don't wait for you to come to us. We come to get you. Do you remember Heat Wave 99 when Bubba Ray cut that profanity-laced promo and they were going at it with the fans in the front row? And he tells that one guy on the front row, you know, he calls he's calling him every name in the book. He, if you don't come to uh, where I come from, if you don't come to us, we come to you. And he goes down there and spits in the guy's face and or the or the woman's face. I forget, but I swear, Ricky Morton. Now, now that happened later on with Bubba in '99. I swear, that's what I thought of when I heard Ricky Morton say that, and I was thinking. Damn! Did Bubba Ray steal that from Ricky Morton? Because it wasn't verbatim the same thing. But I just found it interesting how Morton said that same thing, or Bubba said that same thing many years later in so many words, obviously with more curse words. Did you catch that at all, or did you, did you even? I think didn't make
3: it? that association, but I like both of those events. I mean, I, at one point I thought my uh, Garvin called hayes bs instead of ps but i may have been listening wrong um
1: he they go have. into the
3: studio for days man and they have hits but then hayes goes it's an underground thing <laughs> that shit was funny
2: yeah How they, can were... you know they
3: hit single if it's an underground thing
2: yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> it's not like it's gonna chart on billboards and
3: then they chicken shit out with the we got a plane to catch
2: yeah I thought it was good. I, lo- I loved it all the way around. The, the The part, no music playing, the rock and roll hit hey, the ring, you hear the screen. It don't have
3: to be that difficult.
2: It ain't that hard, guys. Well, let's keep moving. It was It and was here's really the good thing. stuff. That's
3: a feud that we don't super duper care about. But if they keep doing shit like that, I might.
2: Yeah, it makes you want
3: I might get into it.
2: Yeah. It's different. I mean, you know. It's different. So we had a bunch of commercials again, and then we go to Doom with Teddy Long. Teddy Long is hilarious here, in my opinion, but I'll let you be the judge. (laughs) Here, Here it is.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, the World Championship Wrestling, before we see Theodore R. Long's team of Doom in action, let's hear what they had to say.
1: Road Warriors, you thought it was all over, but it just got started. Now... What I've got and done for myself is I've got two of the biggest, the toughest, the meanest guys in professional wrestling, and that's Doom. That's Soul Brother Butch and Soul Brother Ron. Now, they're going to take care of the road warriors, and then after I'm finished with them, then Paul Ellerin, I'm coming up to you, Sugar Ray Long. Now, let me say something to you, Paul Elleryn, right here. Hold that up there for me, Russell. <laughs> And then, when I knock you out, I'm going to do this on your head, Paul Ellerin. just like that right there, baby, because I'm the soul blaster with my soul brother. Tell them about it, Bigfoot. Let brother. me tell you something. Hulk animal, you two skinheads. Let me tell you about it, boys. When y'all in your alleys, having little push and shove, little fights, we on the streets, really rumbling and tumbling. And my brother Ron is going to be right with me doing the damage. We are the masters of the alley. We are the streets.
2: I I, I don't even care what Ron and Butch Reed said there. I am totally could not stop looking at Teddy.
3: Jesus. The only thing he didn't do in that, because he's wearing the headgear and the boxing gloves, is that the gloves weren't so heavy that they started to temp him backwards and his two guys had to, like, catch him and bring him back up. But other than that, that was perfect.
2: He's got the, like you said, the headgear, the boxing headgear, the, the boxing gloves. He calls himself the Soul Blaster. When Reed starts talking, he he, he taps Ron on the stomach or the chest and, and he's put, put them hands up. Let me, let me give him a practice in. And he, he's, he's boxing behind Reed. I am just completely enamored by uh, Teddy Long here, just being being a goofball. Look at him! Look at him! Doc. Look at him! Look at him. <laughs> He's bouncing. Okay. Did I miss hey, anything? I just wanna
3: I want to um take a quick sidebar here. Okay. Do you know this clown Ming Loon one hundred and two?
2: It sounds like one of our patrons on Twitter. Okay. Oh, you're mad cuz he called you. You're mad cuz I retweeted something. <laughs> hey,
3: hit me up with PayPal. I'll pay his next month's subscription.
2: Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay, uh what, what what's you you're just mad cuz he made a comment about Crockett and you don't like that. That upsets you. Dude, well, bro.
3: he's also a really sweet guy cuz he's got 7 followers
2: wow insulting listeners now that's nice doc
3: hey i didn't that's start nice. it
2: that's real nice well it's uh, people ming... like
3: that though it's people like that that will prevent me from coming to the next wildcat show
2: well shut up look at teddy long dancing as you're getting upset <laughs> look, at teddy long. He's, he's just... look at teddy ming don't worry about doc he's salty all the time he, he hates his boring. own life
3: from around the globe son
2: Look okay. So Doom is coming to the ring and they're about to take on Brian Johnson and Bill Lively. And um Teddy Long before this match is dancing and bouncing and man, he's just having you know what? fun.
3: Run that back, run that back. Okay. You're not gonna believe me. But right what? there. His whole stick, take him. And replace that. You could see Memphis Jimmy Hart doing the same thing.
2: I think you're saying that because Teddy and Jimmy are like similar stature as far as height and size. But Cause
3: the dancing start because Jimmy was a musician.
2: Yeah, I-, I got you.
3: He wasn't quite as cartoonish in Memphis.
2: You, you, you wouldn't. Um, most people wouldn't make that association just because. One is black and the other one isn't, but I, I don't I see, see why. Race. I see why you're saying that. When you watch hey, you Teddy ever, right you there, ever
3: call anybody a soul brother before in real life?
2: Man, I don't know.
3: That's a yes.
2: <laughs> On to the match. We got this Brian Johnson guy and Bill Lively. This Bill Lively dude looks tall and goofy.
3: Bro, he is. He looks like he wandered off the bench of a high school basketball game to get his ass whooped.
2: I was trying to get to where he comes in cuz he is just When is he in the ring?
3: <laughs> takes a while.
2: Yeah, it takes a long time. Up oh, there he is. Okay. So he's... Look at him.
3: He's what?
2: 6-6? he's tall, but he's goofy.
3: Well, how many big, tall, white guys have you met that aren't? He hits the ropes okay for a guy that, <laughs> I guess, he took that well, whether he wanted to or not.
2: It was too too much. They were trying to do too much right there with that guy. But Doom, obviously, is going to win Any uh, when Simmons pins Lively. Any thoughts on this one, Doc?
3: I like Doom, but I'm ready for them to get to the Road Warriors. And speaking of the Road Warriors, they do the Road Warrior finish, don't they?
2: We've talked about this. No, it's not the Road Warrior finish. It's not. Let me rewatch it again. Yeah, it's oh. similar.
3: I don't believe you, but I I didn't drink during last week's show. I'm I'm having water See, tonight. I don't know.
2: The difference is, Ron picks the guy up, and he's got him underneath his thighs, and he's holding him up high. Butch he goes to the second rope and comes off with a shoulder tack or a clothesline. The Road Warriors actually put the guy on their shoulders. And then. Oh,
3: so you're saying that Doom is doing three fifths of the move?
2: I'm not even going to address what you just said because it's stupidity. The move <laughs> is, not, it's, it, it looks similar, but it's definitely different. We've talked about this before, though.
3: Oh, I'll think, bring it up next I think, week, too.
2: I, I think you do that. Yeah, you 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 do that because...
3: So that everybody will throw down their pen at, at work when they're listening to this and go, fucking Doc, that's it. I'm fucking going to contact Mike and tell him, they need to get Doc off the fucking show, bro.
2: <laughs> oh, I get that all the time.
3: <laughs> fucking Doc, dude. That guy's a fucking dick. <laughs> He doesn't know shit about wrestling. I mean, I know everything about professional wrestling. All right.
2: Simmer down, Buttercup. Let's go now to the Road Warriors, who they've got something to say about the Skyscrapers being gone.
1: You know, back in the streets of Chicago when we were little warriors, we used to get our butts kicked. But we always came back and we always beat up the bullies until we became the bullies of the bullies. Now the tag team of the 90s is already gone. Skyscrapers, you're history, you're done. The team that ruled the 80s is here to rule the 90s and wrestling as long as we see fit. Tell them, Hawk. Set up the varsity club? For what? So we can knock them down? Set up the Samoans? For what? So we can knock them down? Set up the skyscrapers? For what? You got it. We knocked them down. Doom, stand up in line, boys. Just get in line. It's a short one. See, there's someone there, and then they're gone. They don't last long around here. Funny, why would that be? Maybe because of the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, and Paul Elring?
3: I think so.
2: I really liked Hawk there. What did you think?
3: I did too. I mean, first of all, he's telling the truth and it making himself seem like a bad, them seem like badasses in the process. The only thing that I wish that he would have added is he should have added fucking barbarian and warlord to that since they're at a different promotion.
2: Yeah, he I guess that's true. Um but that just goes to show you he he listed a number of teams and he didn't even have to name them.
3: Right. they got a resume and they've earned it
2: it's just crazy when you think about how he's right they've they've just dealt with all these teams mowed them down and like it's that's what you know when you think about why they're a legendary tag team that's it i mean they were booked strong against all of them the thing was all that time it's not like they were nwa tag team world tag team champions you know they weren't they weren't champs when they did those things most of them at least. So it's, it's just dude, yeah, when you think about it from I that mean, point of shit, view, they, they didn't need they, the belt though.
3: They don't need the belt. They need they need Iron Man It cranked it, arena volume and some people to whoop on.
2: You're damn right, and that's what I, that's the last thing I was gonna say. They don't. They weren't. They only had the belt a little bit at that time, but they were beating the piss out of each other, uh, uh, other people. The other part too is. We don't think about it, but they were six-man champs for a while as well. So, you know, for what that's worth. Not that that was defended on TV a lot, but they were for for what it's worth. Okay. Okay. A bunch of commercials, nothing new or memorable. And then, what What you about to say?
3: I was just going to say with this screenshot right there that when I think tennis, I don't think Kennex.
2: Yeah, Doc's talking about Cornette's racket hit cover on this one. Nothing fancy here. Just got but maybe
3: X. they do. They make some expensive ass rackets. Jesus Christ.
2: Are they you looking it up? How much?
3: Well, I mean, here's a pro Kennex black ace 300. That's 190 bucks.
2: Is that a I'll lot go for go a tennis gimmick, racket though? Wooden, I've,
3: uh, I'll just go get one of them wooden gimmicks and fucking <laughs> take my chances. I
2: don't think I'm going to be anymore, blown
3: but... up inside of three minutes. Anyway, <laughs> who gives a shit?
2: I don't think that's a lot for a tennis racket, though. One ninety, no, really? Jesus no, I mean Christ. I, I've seen. Appetite. No, I, I don't play tennis last, or anything, but
3: the last time I tried to buy a tennis racket was probably when Appetite for Destruction was coming out. So, fuck if well, I know.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can go to your local sporting goods store and get you some aluminum bullshit, but they make those things graphite now, and they're lighter well, than yeah, feather. I mean, and... I ain't
3: trying out for the ATP series. I mean, I'm just well. That's saying. what I'm
2: saying. One ninety is not a lot compared to. I mean there's $1000 rackets I bet. Which is why I would never I'm I'm not a tennis player. But yeah, there's the 190. I guarantee somebody out there that listens oh, to right. us plays tennis and and email oh, me book territory at gmail.com and I guarantee you they'll say, eh, 190 is eh, it's not that much." Here's what you need
3: to tell Mike. Here's 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 what we want to know. If I was just going to go get a racket for me and the boy to go play, how much should we spend? If I was thinking about taking up tennis as a leisure activity, how much should we spend? And if I was going to get serious about this shit, maybe go whip somebody's ass and some rec leagues around here, how much should you spend? And then if I was going to get a Pete Sampras special, how much would that be?
2: Okay. That's Thank the kind of information that, uh, we need to know. Uh, and we do need to remind the folks. I'm, I'm glad you're mentioning something about the things that the folks need to know. If you're going to Wildcat, Harper put out a call for poster boards with Darren's face on it with the word mark and an arrow pointing towards Darren. And along with poster boards that say, Darren D-Man is a mark. Don't forget that if you're going to X, not not X-rated, if you're going to Wildcat July 31st in Metairie, Louisiana. Just thought I'd put that out there. Okay.
3: Arbor better grab one of those signs from somebody and take it in the ring with him and point at Darren.
2: Dude, that, oh, that would be great. That would be great. I know how to put it too. Sure you do. On that note, we're going to go to a kind of a series of promos, one with Lex Luger, Jim Ross and Corny throw it to Luger first and then Chris uh, Luger and Chris Cruz, then to Flair and Woman, then back to Luger and uh, this thing goes around to Ben. Let's uh let's pay attention to what goes on here.
4: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to World Championship Wrestling. You know, the World's Heavyweight Championship situation very controversial right now. I say Lex Luger will be the next World's Heavyweight Champion. But recently on Worldwide Wrestling, Chris Cruz had the opportunity to talk to Lex Luger. Now, you you previewed this interview.
0: Yes, I did. And Lex Luger has the opportunity to listen to a message from Ric Flair and woman and in reply to it. I disagree with you about Luger's chances as champion, but let's see what he has to say. Let's go to Chris Cruz. This came from Worldwide Wrestling. Champ, I've got a lot of questions
4: for you but first, if you look at the monitor there, we've got an interview with Woman and Ric Flair. I want to see that. We'll get your reaction to that in just a moment. We'll be right back.
1: The nature boy has done it again. He's taken the total package, and he has unwrapped him. You know, Luger, as we look at you, big man, we don't know what you're thinking about, because the bottom line is you can't beat me, you can't beat the horseman, you can't have the hand of Woman. She's mine. So, big man, whether you like it, or you don't like it, learn to love it. Because you're the
0: hottest item <laughs> going today. Woo! All right, champ, your reaction.
1: You know, I think Ric Flair's finally stooped, even for him, an all-time low. The threats of the Andersons, the threats of Ric Flair, the insults will not deter me from my objective of becoming the next world's heavyweight champion. you see, now he's resorted to having women issue threats and insults. Well, woman, this is directed towards you. It'll take a lot more than a tight dress, a ton of makeup, and some silicon to distract Lex Luger from his goal of becoming world heavyweight champion. Now, Flair, you talk tough, you talk confident, but we both know that you are a scared man. I see it in your eyes. I smell it on your breast. You know, and I know, in a very, very short time, Lex Luger will have you staring up at those lights and the rack just like I had you in Greensboro. And Flair, that's not a threat. That's a promise. I'm going to be the next world's
0: heavyweight champion. I say, without a doubt, Luger has Flair's number. Well, if he has his number, then he ought to call him up and say, Rick Flair, I'm sorry I ever signed a contract to wrestle you because I signed my own death warrant. Let's hear what Lex, what uh, Rick Flair and woman have to say about Lex Luger. Come on, let's, let's listen to some good stuff.
1: Lex, obviously, it takes more than a tight dress. It takes brains and a whole lot of money to get the best. And, baby, I've got the best. Luger, who are you kidding? You can't insult woman. Look at her. She's the most beautiful creature on the face of this earth. The greatest body, big bank account, and lots of brains. My kind of woman! So, Luger, when you walk that aisle against Ric Flair, you know the deck is stacked. You gotta beat the greatest wrestler in the whole world today, and you gotta outthink woman. It can't be done! We are resented! People actually hate the fact that we exist because in real life, Nobody likes success. Everybody detests it. And when you look at us, <laughs> we are the total package Luger, not you, because we know we are the best. Woo! The following contest.
2: I, I like this. I like Luger's promo. What did you think of it?
3: I thought Luger was good. It was weird. He called it Silicon, but, um, he's got the people on his side now and they are, he's got them believing that he is the next champ and Rick's still
2: Rick. They, they were responding. If you heard them like, cause Luger's in front of the live crowd. You could hear them when he's just making his statements about flair. They, they were, they were cheering. They were, they were behind him. I I, I do love how, you know, he, Tries to talk about Nancy having silicone, but I don't know. She didn't come across as a silicone woman to me. She looked like she was pretty much all natural beauty. But I thought it was a good promo overall from from Luger, and I and I thought Flair's response as well was good. Uh, it's good stuff. I mean, it's it gets you to wonder, you know, hey, well, what's going to happen with these two? What are we going to see here?
3: So I thought it was didn't good. Flair goes that you know she's he's like she's smart, and that's what just the woman I like. Didn't a few years ago he say he liked them with big chest and empty heads?
2: Yeah, he did in a studio. I, I, I'm glad you said that because that's funny. He, 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 I think he literally said that on the show. He's like, "I like them with a full." Did he say full chest? I, I forgot how he phrased it in the studio. I like them with a full chest, a full and, uh, sweater, a full sweater, something like that, and uh, and not too much upstairs. It and basically empty was. Head. Empty head. He was pretty much insulting them, but uh, now he's uh, putting over a woman for her brains and in uh, her bank account and her looks. She's got the she's got it all.
3: Hard to argue with that, though, isn't
2: it? Hey, you're not you're not gonna get any type of argument from me. We go to the next match after that promo, and it's Captain Mike Rotunda versus Bob Cook. Uh, Rotunda's gonna win with that airplane spin move that we saw a long time ago in the studio, I think at least, and. Norman's out there to celebrate with the rotunda. He's also out walking around the ring with this goofy-looking hat on. Uh, doc, thoughts? <laughs>
3: I have two lines of notes. One <laughs> is, the captain. And two, this is bullshit. Fast forward.
2: Somebody months ago tweeted to the show that the name captain mike was his idea was rotundas own idea
3: i can see it and i bet you he didn't envision it being a boat captain
2: so just mentioning that uh rotunda so far's best gimmick from the time we've been reviewing him was no doubt about it the varsity club oh yeah what what a group what a feud when Steiner broke off. Good stuff, man. The varsity, club but at least was over. he
3: doesn't lose chronically like his son does.
2: <laughs> okay, we'll keep moving. Uh, if Doc has nothing else, uh, like I said, Rotunda wins, and that's Mm-mm. that. Uh, so then I'm gonna fast forward because I don't have anything through these series of commercials, which are oh look with John Wayne, Doc, John oh, Wayne movie, a stuff. movie fest, <laughs> March Gee. 14th. A whole day of John Wayne.
3: Let me grab the lube and scoot down my pants. (laughs) Can't wait.
2: (laughs) So let's go to the next match. We got the Royal Family versus Zan Panzer and GQ Stratus. Boy, I needed Hopper here for this this week.
3: GQ Stratus looks like Jack Victory and Greg the Hammer Valentine had a baby.
2: I'm gonna freeze it in a second, and we're gonna talk about this guy. Let me let me wait till he looks back at the camera. So, does that anything looks like a, about that looks him...
3: like a leg? That looks like a Lego helmet hair. And if you took it off, he and put a normal haircut on him, he looks like a high school football coach in the South.
2: Does anything about him scream GQ? <laughs>
3: Not one <laughs> single thing. Boogie, boogie,
2: <laughs> boogie. Nothing about you says computer or technology. Uh, so yeah, we got again the royal family, uh, which is uh, Jack Victory and Rip Morgan with uh, Lord Littlebrook. As I've said a million times, Jack Victory has had. Way too many gimmicks since coming in in 1988. (laughs) He just continues. What do you have from this match, Doc, with uh, the man who goes by GQ and nothing screams GQ about him?
3: This may be a – this may foretell how the next couple of years are going to go, but I'm not watching this shit, so I fast-forwarded it.
2: Come on. Even Lord Littlebrook didn't get you with his strut when he gets in the ring. Look at him. Flexing. They should,
3: and, they should do more with him then. Like, instead of having Norman chase Missy, they ought to have him chase Missy.
2: Dude, they got some seamstress to make those robes for them, for the royal family. They
3: would have been better off to take a big pile of money and set it on fire.
2: The thing about it is nothing Nothing about victory in Morgan screams Royal family, but yet here we are.
3: They had them with the paint, the black paint in their like New Zealand militia. Here's the thing. New Zealand's far off away. Back then, none of us knew what the shit that was.
2: Yeah. You know, we were critical of the New Zealand militia too, but, but it wasn't as bad as Royal family. Like at least that kind of fit a little bit better than this. I mean, this is, because when they take the gear off, when they take the robes off, I mean, they, they got black tights on with black boots. There's nothing <laughs> royal about them. Uh, but they make quick work of these guys, and that's that. Uh, we then go to a promo doc. We got the Steiner brothers. I don't have any notes from this. Did you? Like, I, I mean, it was meat and potatoes, but I don't want to skip it if you've got notes.
3: I thought Rick was better than Scott here. That was my note.
2: Okay. Yeah. And it was very quick. Um, nothing. I don't know. It was fine. It, it's not bad. It's just meat and potatoes. Uh, after the Steiner's promo, there's another commercial for the John Wayne Movie Fest on TBS. Doc can't wait about that. Craig uh, got his lube. I bet Daddy I bet your dad. Well, Did y'all, y'all, did y'all have cable by this point? We're
3: getting close.
2: OK, I was going to say, I bet if y'all had cable, Daddy Doc was locked and loaded. For that day, March fourteenth. Oh, he still
3: is, man. You could find that shit on channel like the movie classics or the Western channel today, and he'll sit there and do it in twenty twenty one. Here's what I know we don't have cable yet, because I remember the day we got cabled installed. I was at work flipping whoppers. Oh, okay. And so I'm still not sixteen here.
2: Gotcha. So definitely don't have it yet. I hear you. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, We then go to (laughs) a, like, 20-second Sting promo, and it's very short, and there's nothing much to it. Doc, did you have anything from it?
3: Well, I didn't even see it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, like, 20 seconds long. He doesn't say much of anything. I'm going to tell you, like I said last time, he's got the sunglasses on inside, and even though he's injured, he really looks like a prick, and it's not very endearing for a baby face and that's just kind of how I feel. We go to the next match. It is the wild Samoans versus Robbie idol and Keith Hart. The Samoans are going to win this thing really quickly. Doc, uh, any thoughts from you on the Samoans versus uh, idol and Hart?
3: We got too many tag teams in this division.
2: I don't know about that because you got two sets of belts. So you kind of got to have a, no- a number of tag teams to, to fill that void. That's the I was, downside I thought they were of, gone by now. Who the Samoans?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No, that's what I was. That's what I was saying. Um, we were talking about this a couple of weeks back. I was like, no, nah, they're not gone yet. Still here, uh. But they beat down these guys pretty quickly, and it's over with.
3: Where's Humperdink? Uh,
2: that's true. He's not out there with them, is he? Kind of miss his uh little face when he shoots the goo, right?
3: Uh, what? <laughs>
2: that got some traction on facebook and when when you said that
3: you shouldn't you shouldn't say things to me if you're going to make comments like that
2: <laughs> you're the one who brought it up is that the face he you're the
3: one that brought it up i'm the one that created
2: the content. right 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 okay so uh, after the samoans we get another set of commercials um, doc i'm gonna assume you hit the fast forward on those two
3: you should assume that I hit it on every single one. The only reason I, cu- I caught the damn chiropractor by accident, my bu- my button stopped and slipped. Oh. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?"
2: <laughs> so that after that set of commercials, um, this is good, doc.
3: Bubba Rose.
2: We go to a tag team match with uh, Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert versus Ned Brady. And a gentleman by the name of Bubba Rose, and boy, how
3: many guys like Bubba Rose did you run into in your time?
2: A uh, plenty, plenty. I mean, it's you know the Indies is full of guys like that. But I just found like we've seen some really interesting, funny looking guys. We've seen GQ Stratus this week. We've seen Bubba Rose, a uh, Bill Lively, goofy looking, just tall guy, really plain looking. So there's just kind of a list of characters we've seen on this week's episode at this point. And boy, Bubba Rose is definitely goofy with that tuxedo jacket, shiny with the tails on it, sunglasses. If you look
3: at this screenshot right here, Nasty Ned Brady's looking at him like, look, I know I'm no world beater, but I can't believe I have to fucking tag with this fucking turd. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bubba you know, does, Rose. does he
3: have kind of a does Bubba have kind of, and I'm just spitballing here. Does he have kind of a Mike Davis look?
2: I maybe rock and
3: roll RPM dude.
2: Kind of, but just a little, I mean, okay. You're not going to mistake him for, I mean, look at him. He's looking goofy,
3: but he's, he's ready.
2: The back of his jacket says "The Rose."
3: Yeah, but this is his WrestleMania, sir. <laughs> nasty is, Ned. He's been waiting all day for Sunday night, pal.
2: Nasty, nasty Ned <laughs> looks like 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 he's a competent wrestler next to the look that Rose has. Well, <laughs> speaking
3: of competent wrestlers,
2: what about him? Here this comes is a couple. This is uh, Eddie Gilbert, fantastic professional wrestler, great wrestling mind, with um one of the greatest NWA World Champions of all time, Mister Tommy Rich. All right. Yeah, they're going to defeat Bubba Rose. Nothing about you says Bubba, and no- well, actually, a lot about you says Bubba. Nothing says Rose. Uh, they defeat Bubba Rose and Ned Brady, and um, I don't know. I just got nothing else from this thing. We're we're in, in fairness. Doc, you know, I I feel like we're saying we got nothing else a lot from some of these matches, but let's face it, we've not really seen stiff competition for the the name folks here this week.
3: If they're gonna hook up, if they're gonna have ten different tag teams and only heat up a few, then then this is what it is. Whoa! Did Tommy Rich have a problem getting into the ring there?
2: Run uh, that let's back. Let's see. Run it back. Let's see.
3: You look like he slithered through.
2: A little bit. No, a little no he
3: was actually, a, that was actually a little bit better move than I gave credit for. My what are apologies. you trying to say? Mr. Oh, nothing. I want to apologize to the man. I had it wrong. Okay. What's his, what's his, jer- is that snakeskin jerseys, tie dye, uh, I mean jerseys, uh, tights that Wildfire has?
2: I can't tell if that's supposed to be a snakeskin pattern or a.
3: Tie dye a, or camouflage. Tie,
2: yeah, it's one of those three.
3: Okay. Fair enough.
2: All right. Keeping it moving. Like I said, Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert are going to win. I got nothing else from it. Doc, what about you?
3: (laughs) We're entering that hit the tagline portion of the show.
2: I mean, like, I'm just, look, Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert, two names. Uh, My exact note. Brady and Rose. my,
3: My exact note said, look, no disrespect to the Rich Gilbert side, but there's already too many tag teams. And this one's not going to do it for me because they're well, not going to break into the top five or six.
2: Well, in the other part, again, two things: one, this this show has a lot of tag matches, a lot, a lot of tag matches, um, and then you've got mostly just no names facing the these names, you know, Panzer and GQ Stratus and versus some new the Royal, ones Royal at
3: that. Family, the big yeah. tall goofy white dude, GQ. Look at! Did you see that? Run that back ten seconds, fifteen seconds. Look at Bubba.
2: <laughs> he get a little shimmy, man. I don't know what he shimmy.
3: You he think he's <laughs> fucking Stephen Curry or <laughs>
2: fucking
3: Stan Lane?
2: Oh, leave the dancing to the professionals, like Stan. <laughs> All right. Uh, so again, nothing else. Rich and Gilbert win. no surprise here, Uh, with the hot shot. Bubba Rose took the hot shot. Actually, it looks like it killed him, which was fine. A bunch more commercials uh, from from the good TBS folks. And I'm trying to get to it. We're going to go to a uh, promo from the Z-Man and Pillman, followed by The Midnight. And uh, here that is. Give me a second. It's getting queued up. Look at the Beverly Hillbillies. Weekdays, never,
3: Never. That's not true. I've seen episodes, but I was a real little.
2: Not a let's, big go to, let's go to let's go Z-Man and Pillman, uh, followed by the Midnight Express. Welcome
4: back, ladies and gentlemen, to World Championship Wrestling. The United States Tag Team Championship match is next. And now, let's hear from the competitors.
1: You know, Z-Man, I'm, I'm sure you've heard what a tennis buff Jim Cornette is. Yeah, sure. Well, I'll tell you what. Jim, you've managed to be one of the greatest managers this sport's ever seen. You've managed World Tag Team Champions... You've managed U.S. tag team champions, but you haven't managed to find a a good doubles partner. In fact, I've heard he's had more doubles partners than Rock Hudson and Liberace put together.
4: (laughs) You know, Jim Cornette, whether you're a tennis player or whether you stay in your mother's house and you sleep with a nightlight on, it's not going to help you in this match coming up because we know we battled all through February to win these title belts. And believe me, they're around our waist. You want them, you and your men are going to come and have to fight
1: us in a few minutes here to try and take them away. But we've prepared for you, because we always know you stick your nose in your men's business, right, Brian? And where it doesn't belong, and it certainly doesn't belong with this lean, mean flying machine coming out. We've worked too long. We've worked too hard. We're not going to let you take it away from us.
0: Well, the time has finally come. I thought for a long time that Tom Zink and Brian Pillman would be content to have everybody all across the world of professional wrestling talking about what kind of cowards, what kind of yellow bellies they were, not to get in the ring with the Midnight Express. I didn't think that they would ever have the guts or be cornered into giving us a U.S. Tag Team Championship match. But finally, the match is going to take place it's going to be right here in a few minutes on World Championship Wrestling. And Tom Zink, Z-Man, Flying Brian Pillman, you're going to find out what it's like to be in there with a team that really knows every dirty trick in the book. They've won more championships than you've had wrestling matches and besides that, we're going to mess up that pretty hair. We're going to maybe scratch off a little skin off of that tan. And we're going to see if there's more underneath that exterior than just a couple of pretty boys. Right, Stan?
1: You know, Jimmy, Z Man and Pillman are just a couple of pretty boys, like you said. And if it's one thing I hate, it's a pretty boy.
0: The U.S. Tag Team Championship <laughs> back to its rightful owners. He's such a
3: prick. <laughs> he looks uh. like just uttering words makes him upset and he doesn't like it
2: I froze it for the Patreon members that are watching all the video version Stan Lane with the glasses on and the, and the jacket robe uh, that him and Bobby have been wearing I mean I don't even know how to describe how he looks with those sunglasses those plastic flimsy sunglasses that he's got on with his hair not really fluffed but brushed very nicely and then when he takes them off he looks like he could just you know, not be bothered. Like he, he'd rather be doing anything else than talking about Z Man and Pillman.
3: All right, so here's the age old discussion. Are we okay with the gay jokes? From Z Man think... and Pillman.
2: I mean they they've been doing it for years now. Not not them too specifically, but We've been hearing, like, what did they say that was so much worse than some of the things we've heard since we started doing these eighty shows since eighty five. Are you are okay. you saying because they're baby faces? No, I'm just saying
3: in nineteen ninety that all made sense. It makes well, no. zero sense in twenty twenty one. But we weren't living in twenty twenty one in nineteen ninety. Oh, okay.
2: I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, like, God, Jr. calls. He doesn't say it, but he makes fun of Corny all the time related to, you know, not liking women. And and I didn't know he liked women. I think it was last week. he I'm said
3: surprised that. Corny it on commentary at one point didn't just turn to J.R. and go, Jr. smell my finger. Does that smell like a man to you?
2: <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have been no worse than some of the stuff they say. And and have gotten away with during this time. Man, it it was the Wild West back then with commentary and things they would say like, and it's funny nowadays because in today's wrestling, you at least AEW, from what I understand, they get away with saying curse words all the time on air. And so they can get away with that, but they can't get away with the, you know, homophobic statements that were made and wrestling back in the day, but back in the day, you couldn't get away with saying shit ass, you know, you couldn't say those words for the most part on air. I mean, occasionally they would slip through. I'm not saying you never heard it, but man, they would bleep it out, silence it, whatever. So it's just, it's, it's crazy how the, you know, you can't get away with some things, that you could get away with back in the day, but then there's other things that oh we don't care yeah just say the s word you know say ass we don't we don't care it doesn't the matter
3: s word what are you five?
2: What are you twelve? Yeah, I'm on a I'm on a pitch count with curse words yeah that's what it is. Um, I you know it's just interesting but anyway okay. So after the promo we do see the introduction of uh, Pillman and Z-Man versus the Midnight Express and. Before the match, though, there's a commercial, and in one of the commercials is an ad for House Party. I did catch that during the commercial. I'm
3: sure you did.
2: There it is. Let me rewind so we can see it from the beginning. House Party. That was a great movie back in the day, Doc. Was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I see you don't agree.
3: I don't think I would have been invited to that House Party.
2: Uh, You probably would have. Oh, really? you're You're not that much lighter than Kid. I mean, come on. That's true. Yeah, you'd have, you'd have been all right. you You'd have went. Anyway, House Party. Great movie, in my opinion. Definitely. Good stuff. Go watch it on um, DVR or VHS, whatever you got nowadays.
3: I'm tired of this fucking asshole just sneezing on repeat.
2: The the alka seltzer commercial? Yeah, Jesus
3: Christ. Let's be fucking annoying about it. All right, let's go let's to the main event. Take one of those tablets up my ass and go to sleep.
2: It just hit me, Doc. We've seen nothing but tag team matches.
3: That's why I said we got too many.
2: You you meant I, I was thinking you were saying we got too many tag teams. You meant just for this episode, just way too many. I yeah, mean there's both. But tag matches. It's nothing but tag matches. So anyway, um, let me let me just throw it to you. I well, real quick, the crowd I thought were they were hot for Z Man and Pillman. Uh I really did. I thought I thought this crowd in general was was hot for the stuff that they need to be hot for tonight, even though they mostly saw enhancement talent matches. But here you got two good teams, former champions and current champions. Let me throw it to you to see what you got from this thing before I uh, before we, we go through it.
3: I thought that this was a good... This actually is probably the best situation to put Tom Zink in. Because his partner is good, and he's in with two guys that can make him work around him well and make him look the best he can.
2: Yeah, He almost you're in fell there off with...
3: the damn apron right there. Go <laughs> back there six was... or seven seconds. He almost fell off the fucking apron.
2: You're in there with two really good heels. Here he that, is. No, watch. That, will, to watch
3: that will help him out here. But watch Zink here. This dumb asshole damn near tripped and fell. Okay. Let me well oh, oh.
2: <laughs> No, it was not like you're explaining. He you just slipped on the road. It must have been an
3: earthquake <laughs> in here, goddammit.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. You put Z Man in here with with these guys and it's gonna work. And it did work. It worked really well, to be honest with you. I've you know, in my notes I'm I got notes on that man The problem
3: they... the problem here is every time you see Pillman and sh- shining in these situations, you just get pissed that he's not alone
2: yeah they 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 dump the bucket of cold water on him but even then he still makes it work and it's a testament to who he is even as a young professional wrestler he's still over like there's nothing that says you're not over even though he's in this tag team that's uh to me not the greatest um i'm sorry chris Zancha. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, I know you like Z-Man, but yeah, it's um he still Pillman still gets over, even with even with Z-Man, man. So I've got a timestamp that I do want to go to. Do you have any?
3: I do not. All
2: right. So I'm gonna to go to this timestamp and it's a it's a big springboard double clothesline by Pillman. And just listen to the crowd when Pillman hits his move. Uh, let me hit play. Here it is.
4: Tag Team Championship. Lion, Brian, and Z Man. Defending against the Midnight Express. And beautiful Bobby. Oh, he raked the eyes. Straight rake of the eyes with the Z Man. Nice leapfrog. And a hip hop takeover. And another on Sweet Stan. And another on beautiful Bobby. What a move. The Z Man on fire here. Our heads together, flying,
1: flying over the, top.
4: the United States tag team champions have control this one.
2: I thought that was a hell of an ovation for some nice tag team wrestling by Z Man and Pillman. What did you think?
3: Agree and then he does the jump in the air of excitement, which almost any other person doing would have looked stupid. But for him it makes perfect sense and looks good and I can't yeah. tell you why because if you wrote that down on a piece of paper you go do this nine out of 10 15 out of 16 whatever people would make it look dumb but for him it looks great it,
2: it, it was it was I, I honestly man it was outstanding man just what they did there and again the crowd being into it so then I'm gonna go to the finish here so um Pillman is gonna make the hot tag to z man. And then Z-Man comes in to, again, another loud ovation. Uh, Z-Man eventually has Stan in the sleeper. And then Pillman and Eaton are fighting, though, and the, the ref is with them. Corny comes in, and he hits Z-Man with the racket. And then Corny and the Midnight are DQ'd at that point. But the Midnight then beat down Z-Man and Pillman after. A bunch of enhancement talent run out to help, but they can't do anything. And then the crowd, I mean, they're really into this. They're loud and and boisterous. Finally, the Rock and Roll Express hit the ring to make the save. Corny takes the U.S. titles and steals them. And Pillman's throat is all messed up as we go off air from, uh, I believe, Corny hit him with the racket. So it's really good. And we've got it here on the video version. You know, here it comes. They're in a four-way. Here comes Corny with the racket. Batter up. Hits... Hits Z Man, Z Man's out now, but it was really exciting. And the crowd, they were really into this finish. Midnight, they get out of it with a DQ, so you know, no skin off their back. I, I, I kind of like the finish for free TV. You know, you, you, it's not a pay per view. You don't. It's not one of those things where back in the day, oh, we got to see a clean finish. I thought this was fine, and I thought the four guys, five including Cornette, it was a good match. Not pay per view quality, but uh, it was, it was good. Any other thoughts?
3: It was good. Um, do you think that the stealing the belts thing is done overdone was overdone a little bit back then?
2: And we haven't seen it in a while with with these guys. I thought They're...
3: the Andersons just stole some belts.
2: Well. I don't think it was. Like overdone. I think that's
3: effective, but you gotta be real careful about. Overdoing it. How often you do it.
2: Yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't I don't think it was overdone here. Um, just for me. So I'm good with it. But here's the here's Pillman. As you can watch. So when they hit the finisher on Pillman, even though it's a DQ already, Cornette puts his racket on Pillman's throat and Bobby drops the leg on Pillman's throat, which had the racket on it. So, yeah, that's why I said Pillman's throat is all messed up. But uh, other than that, man, this is how they go off air. And I thought it was good, man. I, I, I wasn't really too high on the whole episode in general because it was basically a bunch of tag team matches with enhancement talent. And we've seen some other really, really fantastic stuff the last few weeks. Not last week, but a couple weeks ago. Uh, and uh, we saw some really, really good stuff. Like the, the two shows before the Wrestle War show. Go home show uh, was not the go home show, but the two shows before it was really good, and then Wrestle War was really good. You can get that on Patreon, tinyurl.com/patreonbtt. So we've seen some good stuff. I wasn't high on this overall episode, but we'll get to that shortly. So, Doc, any other thoughts before we go to the ratings and Rolex? No, sir. So on that note, uh, we are going to uh, rate this thing, hand out the Rolex. Before we do so, I want to remind you, if you haven't or if you don't uh, do it already. Please use our Amazon Associates link. It is tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. The show gets a little bit of support in return when you use that link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life, and tell them to use it every time they use Amazon. And then also, remember, to get all of our Patreon shows, over 300 are available now, go to tinyurl.com slash btt That's tinyurl.com slash and uh we'd appreciate it. So thank you very much. Okay, doc. Time to rate it, hand out a Rolex. Uh which one do you want to do first?
3: Uh, you tell me.
2: Uh why don't you uh hand out the Rolex?
3: The Rolex, okay. Man, I'm going with Teddy Long. His dance in the ring and that that promo
2: popped me. Okay. Uh That was good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to go, we've talked about this before. I'm going to go with a segment, not just a person.
3: You're going with the Flair Luger thing.
2: No, no, no. Rock and Roll and Freebirds. That that exchange with them. I, I, I like that. I really thought it was good. From the fact that no music played, you heard the fans scream when the Rock and Roll came out, and then you hear Ricky Morton, you know, if we won't. You don't want to come to us. We'll come to you, and Michael Hayes. Yeah, we got a plane to catch. We're gonna get out of here. Um, but we're tough guys. So I'm gonna go with that. All right. I'm gonna rate this thing. I'm gonna go with a B minus. I probably should be harder on it, mm. but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a B minus. So many. It was just nothing but tag teams and enhancement talent tag teams. And the reason it got a B minus, honestly, is because of the the main event.
3: So you don't like wrestling is what you're telling
2: us. Never said that. Continue. Oh. What's your rating?
3: I'm going to go with the B minus.
2: I guarantee you 100% Harper would have gave this a C. One. I just think he would have. You know, he gets salty, man. He's, he, he's You talking about me getting salty. Bro, Harper's bro, gotten salty over the years. Bro,
3: We sat here for an hour and 52 minutes and nothing fucking happened that's what harper would say
2: <laughs> so we both gave it a b minus you gave the rolex to teddy long i gave mine to the rock and roll Freebirds segment so there's that all right before we get out of here remember uh wildcat is taking place july 31st if you haven't already gotten your tickets uh well, general admission is still available. Go to Wildcat's Facebook page and come join the BTT Army at the return of Wildcat Sports and Entertainment in Metairie on July 31st. Bell time, 7 p.m. The doors open at 6. You can get general admission there or online. Uh, so please do so. A couple of shout outs real quick. I want to shout out our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the Northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun. Nonetheless, they support us. So please support them and check them out. Also shout out to the bottom line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They also handle our ECW show on the Patreon feed and they do a free show on the career of stone cold, Steve Austin. Doc, I'm trying to remember, do I have anything else that uh, needs to be mentioned this week or, or are you ready to uh, hit the tagline and go home?
3: I want all of you to behave down there in New Orleans, but be loudy, be loudy, be rowdy, be loud, be be rambunctious, uh, eat some ass. Whatever it is that you classify as a good time, just remember you're on vacation. Don't get arrested.
2: <laughs> please don't get arrested. Please, please. Yeah, And if
3: you do, call Mike.
2: (laughs) Good luck. I've got no connections in that area. It's not happening. Sorry to tell you that. We're in Metairie. How late do you
3: plan to stay up that night?
2: That's a good question. I remember X-rated from a few years ago. And the thing about that was, you know, I think we got there at like 6.30. Bell time was 7. And the way X-rated is, you drink during the whole thing because you're in a bar. So I think by midnight, I headed out. But it's because we had all been, you know, liquored up since 630. So I don't know, man. That's a good question. I got to head back that day. Long drive. So I don't know, man. I I have no idea.
3: (laughs) You ever stopped on the drive from New Orleans to Dallas and stopped on the side of the road to throw up?
2: No. And hopefully that does not start happening. On that night or that day. So, no, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. That's a good question. I mean, I could see like, you know, I, I want the guys to have fun that have never been there, especially go out, get tore up, wait till the sun comes up the next day. I can't do that personally that night. But, hey, man, I want I want everybody to do that if they if they if they see fit to it. And remember, the after party is at C beaver. <laughs> do you think the same thing I think when you hear that name?
3: Then I better see some beavers when I'm there.
2: <laughs> I can't, man. I can't. <laughs> when, I, when he sent me that, I was like, okay, it's a rib. And then I saw it on the Wildcat page. And I was like, okay, it's not a rib. They're really going to see beavers. See beavers. Mm. All right. On that note, uh, Doc, if you've got nothing else, hit the tagline and send us out of here to... Uh, another fun episode from march 10th 1990 and and send us off for our you know wildcat excursion in new orleans on july 31st
3: Book it bitch